Hello again and welcome to the Referees World podcast which offers education and training for referees of all levels. My name's Darren Cullum, I'm a Level 5 referee affiliated with Somerset FA and this is Richard Mellon who is the Technical Manager Referees at UAE FA based in Dubai and today penalty area incidents inside or out. Now Rich, this is a topic which could go on more, way more than our normal 20 minute allotted time slot. This could go on for days if we really wanted it yeah, to. Yeah, I've, I've got to say to you, Dale, I've got a game tomorrow night, so we've got to finish before then. Right, OK, well, let's get it sorted. Let's try and wrap it up <laughs> inside the 20 minutes. Penalties, Rich. Now, where do we go with this one? Because this is literally a minefield, isn't it? But, yeah, it's, it's the most, probably the most challenging uh, of all decision-making for, for referees. Whatever level referee it is, you know, the, the pressures are on, the expectation the, the demands of the players and uh, the, those watching and the coaches and that, you know, it's how we're dealing with this. And it's it comes down to, at the end of the day, uh, about focus, concentration and awareness. Uh, selling decisions in those areas, inside or outside, you know, there are some uh, situations in the game, centre field, a player will get a yellow card for a reckless challenge maybe quite straightforward and that gets quickly forgotten you know in in the aftermatch but penalties or no penalties given mm. when people think there's penalties uh, are always remembered you know there are uh, there are points uh, that highlight certain situations in a game and penalties and uh, non penalties uh, dog so all that sort of stuff always highlights and not only the decision itself but at the point in the game as well. So if you're going to give a penalty in a cup game in the last two minutes, then that is, even though you might have had the best game ever, that is going to be one that could really um, uh, make a a huge difference to how people perceive you as a referee on that particular game. Of of course it does, because we've talked in previous episodes very recently about what what spectators, what Mm. uh, clubs remember of you, the referee, during that last 5, 10, 15 minutes of the game, if you've given a penalty, not given a penalty, sent off a player, not sent off a player, you know, there's been all sorts of things going on during those last 15 minutes, and you get remembered for those things. So it's important that you you remember to, to have focus, concentration and awareness throughout the whole game. It's all about protecting your profile, which is obviously another episode which you can listen back to of the Referees World podcast because we like to uncover everything. So where do yeah. we start with penalties then, Rich? OK, um, what what are the things that you would consider are important for you, the referee, Darren? Now, let me see if I can turn the tables. <laughs> Rather than you asking me questions this yeah. week, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Give me some of the things that you think are important when you're making decisions inside or outside the penalty. Um, in terms of credibility, I think it's your positioning where you are in relation to where the incident took place. So how far away from the penalty area are you? Uh, did you get good a clear point. view? Good point. Uh, good. Two good points. Um, uh, points. Uh, I suppose your body language um, comes into play wow. here. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You're on fire. You're um, on fire. What, what's happened? Have you had some, uh, you know, energy sweets uh, or energy drinks, <laughs> you know? But, I've had a couple yeah, of days I mean, off look, in the sunshine, look, so pro- proximity to the penalty area. I think, you I, know, not too close, not too far away. You've got to sell the decision. You've got to have confidence. You've got to have presence to sell that decision of foul or no foul. The severity of the contact, you know, uh, and the and you talked about angles. 
if you're mm. blocked by a player because you're standing still, you, 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 you've got nowhere to go. You've got no help at all. Hopefully, if you were with assistant referees and it's in the right position for the assistant referee to get involved, then the assistant referee will come in and, and dig you out. But sometimes, you know, the assistant, uh, the play is on the far side of the pitch uh, and you are alone, lonesome. You're on your own. Is there, right, here's a question for you. Is there, I don't know if this is the right question. Uh, is there a perfect place, a perfect angle to be as a uh, as, as attacking play heads towards the box and you you kind of keep your head ticking over, don't you, to think, hang on, is there going to be a penalty here? When you see a defender coming in, you 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 you, the, you start to think, right, potential penalty. Is there is there is there a a perfect place to be in that you're situation? You're talking you're talking about awareness there yeah. of where to be and how do you find it? You find and I only, it. I only you say that because everything. yeah, I only say that because you said about um, you know if you're standing still, is another player going to block your view? So with that in mind, um, as you see play heading towards the box, is there a perfect position to be? Yes, there is. In the right position at the right time oh. to give the penalty. Or give no penalty. Right. Okay. Right place, right yeah, time. Yeah. It's. Let me say to you, you can be you can be static uh, on on the field of play at any given time. If you are and your view was blocked and you turn to the player and say, "Sorry, player, I was blocked," then you've got to slap yourself on the wrist because mm. getting blocked is is a reason, a genuine reason. But don't be standing still. Minor adjustment to get keep the angle, keep the open view a couple of yards left couple of yards right, a mm. couple of yards backwards, whatever it may be. Give presence to your to your decision-making by having a good view. I've seen some referees, particularly in and around the penalty box, uh, some will get to uh, a certain point just on the out by the D and sort of just stand there and maybe sort of uh, move themselves side to side. And I've also seen referees that will continue to move. They won't stand still. They like to be on the move all the time. I think the the experienced referees are the ones that are, are genuinely on the move. Couple of, once they get to a position near the penalty area, they they adjust the position by a yard or two to the left, a yard or two to the right. Mm. Um, but the referee that stands there and sort of leans to the right, leans to the left, is a referee that is under under risk of other things happening to him as well, losing losing sight of uh, contact. Uh, being hit by the ball on a rebound of some sort. So it's that subtle movement that helps optimum view. I seem to recall a comment from uh, a refereeing colleague who you know very well. In fact, he stayed with you recently uh, when he came over to visit Scott Jackson, who is a, uh, is he a 2A? Yeah, he's a 2A, isn't he? Yes, yeah, he's Scott's a 2A. A level 2A. I seem yeah. to recall um, being in a conversation where he was giving some advice once to um, a group of referees and saying, keep on the move all the time. Just constantly keep yourself moving. There, there is also a case for not getting there too early, Darren. Mm, mm. Um, you know, let play develop in front of you. And we, we've talked many, many times about left, 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 or, yeah. you know, cut inside to the right, just so you can keep an open view. Because, like I say, I, I talk about uh, getting there too early or being static. That's when it happens. You become static because you're there too early. If you're there with right timing, good mm -hmm. proximity, good angles, everything comes into place. Mm. Uh, and, you know, positivity in your body language is also very helpful. Don't look hesitant. Look as though you're pausing momentarily. That's slightly different, mm. you know. Uh, and you, you make the right decision from see, think, 
see, recognize, think, act. That's how I put it together. Uh, and that's, that's quite a common uh, cliche for how, how we come to the right decision. Would it be fair to say that in um, a lot of penalties that you give as a referee, you can you can kind of see it coming? Is that is that a fair yeah, point? Yeah, yeah, you get you get a gut instinct. Yeah, I can I can I can run with that idea, that feeling. Um, it's it's a question of how you use the whistle so quickly hmm. in in the perception of the people that are playing. They say, oh, you're. You know, what you're doing, ref, you're a bit quick, you know, you, you were almost blowing the whistle before he got fouled. That's that. That's where, how things happen sometimes. Uh, and really, you, you've got to visualise these things. Uh, and we talk many times on the podcast about visualising situations. Visualise days before the game, things that might happen during mm. the game, things that are going to go on between you and the players, a bit of banter, a bit of um, dissent perhaps, and, and things like that. So these situations, penalty area incidents, are stuff that you can visualise as well, you know? Uh, and you know, you give yourself some credibility. Pause briefly before you make that decision. Momentarily, that's all it is. Uh, don't look hesitant. Be positive. Be strong. Good whistle. Uh, if you're given a penalty or a free kick just outside uh, and a directional signal as, as regards attacking free kick or maybe even a defensive free kick. Mm. Sorry, I've been slightly distracted because your dishwasher's obviously on again, isn't it? Oh, my dishwasher <laughs> is on. Do you want me to go and turn it off? No, 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 no. I'll get, I'll get by. But anybody wondering what that noise is in the background, <laughs> it's Richard's dishwasher. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Showbiz all the all way. Mod cons. All mod cons in this referee's world well, podcast. Well, this is it, see. It's real life. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's happening even as we speak. Okay, yeah. so, um, right. Here's one for you then. Uh, a challenge which, in your eye of the referee, okay, is is literally happens right on the line, right on the line, inside okay. or out. If inside you're going to be out. precise and say right on the line, lines are part of the area that they mark, okay. So if you're going to be, let me call you pedantic on this occasion. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to be pedantic, if that foul was on the line and you can see it because the player came sliding in, made a challenge on the ground, brought the player down as he was going into the penalty area. That's how precise you can actually be. So that's why when we go back to that word awareness, focus, and the concentration level has got to be right on the money. You've got to have proximity. You've got to have presence. You've got to sell your decision. There's lots of things that we're thinking about here. Let's go across towards the assistant referee. Can the assistant referee help in these situations? Sometimes the assistant referee should be aware that the referee's got control of this and there's no need to come in with a flag. That's how we some, sometimes it's looked upon. Um, but other times there are situations whereby synchronised whistle and flag, referee's whistle, assistant referee's flag, synchronised at the same time, sells the decision completely. It's got to have positivity about it every, at every time, you know? Uh, and, you know, accuracy is important. That's one word we haven't used yet, but that is such an important word in refereeing, accuracy of decision-making. So think about how these things happen, uh, you know, as regards making big decisions. Importantly, it might be easier considered that on the line, it's a penalty. What if it's half a yard outside? Mm. 
you know that that is a tough decision that takes courage because there'll be uh, 11 attacking team members screaming for a penalty kick you've got to have that focus of the point of contact point of contact outside the penalty area silly little things that help you sometimes the cut of the grass could help you know it it all depends how the groundsman has cut it these are simple little tricks of the trade the cut of the grass might end just before the penalty area it might be in that shadow of grass the way they're cut as they cut across uh, whereby one's light one's dark and it's still in the light side before you get into the dark side into the penalty area so maybe that could help you it's it's all little bits and pieces that uh, just help you as well. So what about situations where, let's say, the home team is winning 6-0, 85 minutes gone, and the away team get a shout for a penalty on the line? Now, as a referee that wants to protect your profile, in that situation, would you think, OK, five minutes left, they're getting battered all over the place, let's just give them a penalty, let's just give them the goal kind of thing? OK, let me ask you, what's wrong with showing a bit of compassion? There's nothing wrong with showing a bit of compassion. Okay. So, but there are lots of people that forget about this in refereeing. Mm. You know, don't get me wrong. I've not, uh, and I know no referee in this world ever cheats. Mm. No referee has ever cheated in this world. We make mistakes. Of course we do, because we're human. But a little bit of compassion, yeah, I think that was that. that's close enough, you know. And you do subconsciously think, yeah, that's a penalty for me. Yeah. I'll, I'll show a little bit of compassion here. Mm. Uh, and it might remain 6-0. It might become 6-1. Two minutes to go. It's not going to impact the, the outcome of the result. You know, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And I just call that compassion, Dale, mm. the way that you've asked the question. Well, I thought I'd throw that one in just to sort of mix it up a little bit. Yeah, thank because you very these, much. Well, these... I, I do think we have to referee with compassion, but we don't make a, we don't make a challenge. Uh, sorry, we don't make a decision because a player has told us he mm. thinks it's a, a penalty kick or not a penalty kick. You make the decision because it's your decision. Mm. You take ownership of your decision making. Do not allow other people to influence you. There are people in your team, the assistant referees, that can help you. Of course they can, but ultimately you still make the final decision. What what would you say to a new referee that has never given a penalty before that undoubtedly at some point at some point soon will uh, having having listened to this podcast will be in a penalty situation and they are going to get surrounded. Um, yeah. and and we're talking about referees uh, that are new from the course maybe first sort of two or three months of doing it um, and 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 now they're having to deal with this barrage of people just surrounding them what's what's your first bit of advice in that situation to somebody this this really goes back to those very very early days of basics mm. we we always use the basics but we use them in at different levels of understanding uh in terms of what what we need to do where we need to be how we're going to do it uh and for new referees coming in you know a 16 17 year old referee coming into the game and, and perhaps doing their first men's game. You know, there are a few um, senior players out there, senior in terms of age, uh, who will try to intimidate a young referee. Uh, and the young referee, he's learning his skills. He's learning those issues of awareness, focus, concentration. How do I do it? How do I apply it? You only get it with experience by doing game after game after game. You don't come into refereeing with focus, concentration uh, uh, and awareness at the highest levels. 
it doesn't happen so easily. You've just got to work for it and, and get used to making these decisions. And maybe if it's possible for, for such a young referee to come into a game, he's got a, he's got a, a mentor. He's got a mentor that he can bounce off of uh, and uh, draw on the mentor's knowledge uh, and experience of how to deal with these situations. It looks easy on paper, but when you're out there, uh, to, to give your first penalty, maybe give your first yellow card, maybe give your first red card, there are churn, there's churning in the stomach. You've got, you've got heavy butterflies really, really trying to sort of, be, you know, put you under pressure. And, uh, you know, it's how you deal with it is the, is the biggest thing. Clear thinking. That's what you need to try and do. Have clear thinking. There will be players trying to influence you and, and make the, take the advantage from the, the decision that you're going to ultimately make. Or and, not take advantage. And in that situation, um, it's a case of, again, puff your chest out, stand, stand strong. And if you absolutely are 100% con uh, uh, convinced that what you saw was a penalty, then blow, give it. Yeah. The, one, of, one of the biggest tips uh, I would do, and we go back to body language here, mm. in, in the early days, or not just early days, throughout your refereeing career, when you make a decision and you know there is some chance that the player may not agree, do not fail to make eye contact. Always give eye contact. And you, you have to be staring out the player as regards, I've made this decision, I'm the positive one here, that's enough. You, know, you, you don't have to say all those things, but your look, your uh, body language towards that player is going to give him messages. And he sees you giving positive decisions, looking straight at him, mm. not looking down at the floor, not looking away, not allowing yourself to be distracted. And I think some referees do allow themselves to be distracted. Yeah, I think that's uh, another area that we have discussed in previous episodes. And that whole eye-to-eye -eye contact thing, um, it doesn't have to be something like they do as a face-off in boxing or anything like that. Um, and in some situations, probably more yours than mine, you might have a taller player and a shorter referee. <laughs> <laughs> so staring him in that's the eye happened, may, that's may, happened many yeah, times ab absolutely but if you do yeah. if you do stand your ground in that situation i think it 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 shows that you're um you're determined to stick with what you've given yes it is uh, and you know you you have to be firm you have to be uh, accurate that's 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 the things that come out of this uh, and your your body language uh, to sell the decision has has got to be upright it's got to, it's got to uh, avoid looking hesitant looking shy looking timid uh, you know and give yourself every point of credibility that helps that decision you know it's it might be outside it might be inside it's not easy it's not easy. Uh, and if I say to you, let's let's do a little bit bit on positioning and movement here now. Uh, I'm going to ask you to, the situation. We've, we've always talked about left, left, left. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the recommendation across the world as regards movement for referees. Uh, player running down the left-hand side of the pitch. The fullback is chasing him hard. And they're going into the penalty area on the left-hand side, parallel to the touchline. Yep. Remember, we've talked about this many times. The position you want is looking down the barrel of the penalty area line that runs to the touchline. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. So that you've got a position of inside or out. Yeah. If you're if you're at an angle and you're not and you're not square on to it, if you're at an angle, you might have to guess was it inside or was it out? Yeah. Uh, and you know, 
the uns- the unfortunate side of uh, football and life today is that someone's always got a camera or photograph <laughs> or a video to say that you were wrong. Yeah. You know, so give yourself every piece of credibility mm. to make sure right place, right time, looking down the barrel of when you're going into the penalty area. So talking about that perfect position, that potentially on that corner for the sake of for the sake of um, uh, those watching this on YouTube, that 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 corner where you're looking down the barrel of the line to the yeah. um, the touchline, that is a very good position to be. Particularly, that is, that uh, is a perfect in that, position in that, that dis- situation. Yeah, in that in that particular situation. You haven't got to be on the corner of the penalty area, but you've got to be looking down that yeah. line that leads that is part of that uh, position. Well, I always remember you. Um, I'll keep this one quick because we're um, up to our twenty minutes. But I always remember you questioning me once as to why I was inside the penalty box. What are you doing in there? Get out. Stay on the edge. Watch it from afar. Yeah, the day the days of penetrating the penalty area uh, are, are pretty well long gone. Mm. Occasionally, you might just uh, what's the word over overrun slightly and yeah. go into the penalty. Area. But the days of going into the penalty area and doing that crazy loop that we used to do yeah. just to sort of convince everybody, and you're almost showboating. There's no need to go showboating yeah. anymore. You can do that without going deep into the penalty area. I- I actually feel uncomfortable when I go into the area now. I use it as a, I treat it as a no man's land. So unless unless there's a lot of argy bargy going on, or unless there's you know something that really requires my attention, but I tend to, I tend to steer out of it as much as I can. Um, but like I said, that's that's kind of how I how I view stuff. Yeah, when when you mention that word, uh, when, stuff that requires my attention. It's stuff that actually requires your presence. Presence, you know? absolutely. Uh, that's, not that's the word that yes, it needs. And, you know, your, your physical presence, quite often, you don't have to say anything, but you're there, on, you're on the spot, uh, and your presence sell, helps sells the decision, or it deters a reaction from players. The player reaction might be towards one another, or it might be questioning towards you. You know, If you've got that ultimate position, that piece of perfect refereeing which is what we all crazily strive for every week we're trying to be the best referee in the world let's keep trying to be the best best referee in the world but also have reality that we know it will never happen to be that situation we've just got to keep giving it our best uh, week after week and if you find yourself in a penalty situation sometime soon, having just listened to this, hopefully uh, the little bits of advice that Rich has given along with those tips will help you with those decisions. Um, and like I said earlier on, there are so many, so many cans of worms that we could open up, so many episodes of a podcast that we could open up to discuss penalties. Um, but we're going to stop it here on this particular episode. As always, if you have any questions which may have arisen from what we've been talking about, we'd love to hear from you. And you can contact us through the website, refereesworld.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter, at refereesworld. Um, and you can do a search to your podcast provider. Just search Referees World Podcast, and we will come up somewhere along the way. And we look forward to catching up with you again sometime soon in the next episode.